the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Danny Cannell, Chip Patterson, Barton Simmons, and Tom Fernelli. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Barton Simmons. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Danny Cannell. I'm Chip Patterson. Busy, busy week in all of college sports as uh, we've got scheduling announcements from the Big Ten with dates and teams. We've got scheduling models from uh, the Sun Belt and the American Athletic Conference. We've got a little bit more in terms of clarity on the kinds of guidelines and protocols that both at the NCAA level and at the conference-by-conference level, ways that we are going to try to pull off this college football season amid the coronavirus pandemic. We also have a lot of fun for you on today's show because we are turning the draft uh, on to the defensive lines. Now, we will have the expansion announcement for DK State uh, eventually, but for right now, DK State jumps into the rotation and we will be drafting our defensive lines a little bit later on in the show. Uh, Danny, how's the expansion draft coming so far? It's going. You know, I, I, I sat down for like two hours today and was just crunching my roster, my coaching staff. And I, I, feel, I feel like I, I found a diamond in the rough and I was like searching through and I was like, damn it. I was like, Fornelli Tech had that one. And then it was <laughs> like, you know, like, and then it'd be like, oh, this one, I thought it was there and then done. So that, but there's some good scraps left on the heap. I feel like I feel like I have a pretty good squad. I'm assembling. Before we uh, get into that defensive line draft, the Big Ten just, uh, you know, uh, I hope you had your alarm set early because 8:30 a.m. Eastern time, just jumping out the gate with a full schedule. Now there's a couple. Yeah, shout out to everybody for texting. <laughs> by the way, at that time, I'm, I was still in bed, so and, it's like my phone's going nuts, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? It's just a bunch of texts about Big Ten schedules out. I'm like, cool, it'll still be there in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> when it starts with Illinois, the Fighting Illini on Thursday, September 3rd. So the Big Ten is going to choose to basically start at week one. They have a schedule built in with uh, three bye weeks, essentially, one of them being what would normally be the final week of the season. Every single team has a bye week. Every single team has two bye weeks that are floating between then. There's a few other interesting wrinkles for you schedule wonks out there, like certain weeks where it's all cross-division play and certain weeks where you're all only playing teams within your same division. And I noticed that some of those bye weeks might also try to help in case games need to be scheduled or in case teams need to be quarantined. Uh, We've also got, as I mentioned, some protocols from the Big Ten jumping out there. Barton... When you scan the uh, the Big Ten schedule, when you've got the news in your hands, are you uh, are, are you anticipated? Are you looking right to that Ohio State Michigan game in October? Are you, are you starting to plan out who got the better draw here in this ten game schedule? Where's your mind go with the news of the Big Ten announcement? Um, 
someone else can answer first. Like I, I I'm very, I'm very much like, as I look at the the Big Ten schedule, it's like okay, it's like a bunch of Big Ten teams playing each other. Like what? I, I don't. Oh, I, so I think the, Wisconsin. The the, the the excitement of opening that package on on Christmas morning this morning, like it didn't. It, it I was not. I was I was much more. Uh, 18-year-old than 12-year-old. Oh, like I, I was, you know I was I mean? 12-year-old. If I'm in Madison, Wisconsin, I think this increases the chances of Wisconsin being able to return to the Big Ten championship game because the game that got added to Wisconsin's schedule is Rutgers. So you've got Rutgers cycling in, and you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about uh, some of the news about some of the players opting out. You know, Rashad Bateman's not going to be at Minnesota. I kind of think that this week is if Jack Cohn can take a step forward. I look at it and I think that Wisconsin probably takes a step forward as a as a Big Ten West favorite for me. Looking at the schedule and doing what little breakdowns that I have, but I I, I don't know. I think it, I think it's coming up Badgers. As I wiped the crust from my eyes this morning to the news about the Big, Big Ten schedule coming out, obviously the first thing I saw was great. Illinois gets to open the season against Ohio State. Awesome. Fantastic. Wonderful. Uh, but now I, I do think Wisconsin has helped out, like you said, Chip, by getting Rutgers added. And I think they're also helped out by, like you said, Rashad Bateman not playing. And also, if you look at Minnesota's schedule for like the first their first six games, there's like five rivalry games for them or like four rivalry games for them in that first stretch without a bye in between any of them. So I'm wondering what the emotional toll will be on Minnesota to have those kind of huge games early in the season. And then on the other side, obviously, the East, where everything that is important is, I mean, spot the loss on Ohio State's schedule. Because it's like, yeah, they got to play Penn State on the road, but if they get there, road games, yeah, <laughs> what, yeah, true. But what do road games matter this year for, for the most part? So it's like, I'm looking at Ohio State and I'm saying, yeah, 10 and 0. Yeah. You know who schedules? You know who who schedule this sucks for? Like my, my my one of my lines like during the the build up to the season was watch out for Indiana. They could be undefeated by Halloween when it plays Penn State, and they're gonna it's gonna be the biggest game in college football. And now it goes from that to it goes Wisconsin, who we already had Week One, but mm-hmm. I was just assuming there was a chance they could upset them. They got Wisconsin, then Penn State, then Ohio State three of the first four weeks. Then they go by, and then they go Minnesota, Michigan. It goes from totally backloaded to totally frontloaded. And at that point, like we're not going to know whether Ohio, what Indiana's, like Indiana could be one and four. Like whereas the previously they could, I could have seen them go seven and zero, oh, and then we'll see what they're all about after all, gaining all that confidence. So I'm a little bit disappointed in my my Indiana Cinderella pick now. It's, you know, I've had Indiana the last two years. I've covered them and they feel I'm with you, Barton. I thought they were building something. And it is interesting because I do believe in confidence, seeing yourself win. you know, you get a win against a ball state, even though it's ball state, you're supposed to win that game. You get the W, you check that off and it starts to kind of, you come into practice every day and you feel a little bit better. And you know, all of a sudden you start believing in yourselves a little bit more. And, you know, I'm a believer that once you get that confidence, it can carry on and it can and carry you, you know, throughout the season. And that is a abrupt uh, wake up call for Indiana, yeah. for sure, where it's going to change the likes of it. When I saw the schedule, I think, you know, I'm, I'm probably like Barton's reaction, like, OK, it's another schedule. Like, are we really even going to see this? But when I think of all the schedules, now that we have the power five, kind of the models that they're using and the times and the dates I do think this one 
is my favorite from how they're trying to do it because I think they're basically admitting, yeah, we're going to need some time. We're yeah. going to need some, some stop-down time to make up some games, uh, to potentially have a two-week stop, to have that extra week, November 28th, uh, to back up. So I, I think from a you know logistical standpoint, I kind of like the Big Ten's model the best. Their plan, I think, makes the most sense as opposed to backing it up and saying, well, we're just going to push it back and wait because I think no matter when you start the season, you're going to have something that causes a pause at some point. Right. On the protocol side, two things stood out to me. Number one, we're doing minimum two tests per week for all the players. That is going to be very expensive. That is going to be very difficult and a stretch on all these schools. And probably one of the reasons why Big Ten is trying to keep everybody who's in the trust tree on their schedule, everybody who they know can afford it based on the money that they're doling out uh, every single year. And then number two, contact tracing includes a 14-day quarantine if you make contact with somebody who is found to be positive. And contact can just be like, running down on kickoff and laying a block like that mm -hmm. can be uh, enough of a trigger to all of a sudden start leading to uh, the kinds of quarantine and the kinds of sidelining situation that I think is why we have those kind of pauses and, or those, that kind of space in the schedule so that games can be rescheduled if teams have to shut down. Also why you're out of your mind. If you think there aren't going to be canceled games at some point, Right, because it, one player comes down with it who played on Saturday, and he's tackled by four guys, and on just on one play. Now those four guys have to be quarantined, and that so it's we're we're going to see a lot. I'm guessing we're going to see a few canceled games for sure. We're going to have some doctors breaking down film, trying yes. to try yes. to trace some contact. Yes, Maybe like so get your get your lab coat on, all over. Start well, breaking I don't down know. The I don't know <laughs> if his finger touched his sleeve. I think he's good, Bob. <laughs> I think that that's one of the reasons why we've got some of these bigger games also moved to the front of the schedule, just to be able to get them in. Like Ohio State, Michigan, we're taking it off. I mean, I know the last week is off for everybody, but it's going to be in October. And to me, I read that as a little bit of a sign of the Big Ten saying, this is a game that we really value. Obviously, a game that they value more than uh, Ohio State, Penn State, because Ohio State, Penn State was in October. And Ohio State, Michigan was November 28th. Now we've got October 24th. It's going to be Ohio State, Michigan. Uh, then I guess a couple weeks later uh, with November 7th for that Ohio State, Penn State game, they are front-loading it such that these games that carry a lot of value, the rivalry games, the tradition games, they want to make sure they get them in just in case they need to pack up, call up shop or in the regular season early. Or at least that was my read on the situation. Here's one thing I'm wondering. And it's like an unintended consequence because while there won't be bubbles because it's impossible to have them, I get, you get the feeling that the players for the most part on these teams, like especially if schools are mostly going online classes this fall are kind of going to be in their own bubbles. Even if they're not real bubbles, they're going to be in the facility a lot. They're going to be in their rooms a lot. And you look at the beginning of this schedule and nobody has a buy through the first four weeks. I'm wondering what is going to happen the first time that there's a buy and players actually have time to breathe. Like, Ooh. are we going to see players do what college kids do and be like, oh, okay, thank God I got the weekend off. Let's go. Let's blow off some steam. And if that's going to lead to trouble. So I think that could be something to keep an eye on that. What is that? The first week of October is when they're finally going to be four teams on a buy. And then the week after that, there's six teams on a buy. That's going to be an interesting time of the year, I think. If there's, if there's kids on campus, there's just, I mean, 
imagine being the uh, the the scout team defensive back that just just gets dog cussed every day and for 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 giving a bad look. And you got something you want to talk about, Barton? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and then imagine that that guy on Saturday can't can't go sing karaoke at the you know at the local watering hole. Like, I mean, karaoke. Guy, by the way, one of the worst things. Everything we know about airborne transmission. <laughs> please, karaoke. <laughs> Everything we know about the choir practice and the concerts. Yes, karaoke is is not the first spot that I'm going. But, but I hear. You. But the scout team DB needs his karaoke, man. Like that's <laughs> that's his release. But that is his release. That's how he. That's how he makes it through the year. Is that Thursday night karaoke? And if he can't do it, and if he does it. And he comes back next day, and someone else was singing karaoke, spitting COVID out of the audience. Then he's gonna have. Then then the whole team screwed. And I, I just woof. I'm just telling you, man. That's what worries me more than you know, because we all know football is impossible to social distance, right? We know sure. that's impossible. Yes. And it's kind of a joke. Some of the pr- protocols that are taking place because you're like, really? You realize they're going to be banging heads and you know, sweating all over each other every play. What terrifies me is exactly what we're talking about. Players in their free time. It's almost like it reminded me in high school when, you know, our senior year, when football season started, we had a pact. None of us were going to drink. We weren't going to party. We were going you know, we to take this year. It's our last hurrah. <laughs> you know, and you get it's like kind of like that bye week or you have that mm-hmm. big win in like week four or five. And you're like, well, just one or two beers won't hurt anybody. You know, with no one, this one won't hurt us that bad. Well, we have a we have a couple days off. We can run it out tomorrow. And you start like you just you let your guard down. But I do think this is where. But if there's su- it's such a massive undertaking because there's 100 guys like you can have leadership councils you could have your 12 guys that you meet with that are upperclassmen that are saying hey you have to hold your teammates accountable which i'm sure are the types of conversations that are going to have but you can't police everybody and it's just it's almost impossible to ask these kids in college to basically self-quarantine i mean look we can't even get people in society to self-quarantine right. it's not going to happen this situation you know with these kids yeah i'm i'm not you will not find me out here finger wagging uh, college players and uh, young people for doing whatever they end up deciding to do. Uh, all right. So we mentioned the Big Ten schedule, and the Big Ten is where the last two notable announcements have been in terms of players deciding to take that opportunity that has been provided to them by the NCAA and by many of the Power Five conferences to opt out because of COVID 19 related concerns. Reportedly, I believe we're still reportedly on this one, though I have mm-hmm. not seen enough. Uh, enough information to consider that it is not eventually going to get to this point. Micah Parsons, Penn State linebacker, one of the best defensive players in all of college football, opting out. Wide receiver Rashad Bateman, that was an official announcement. The I see this as um, not the beginning of a trend. We discussed this hey, briefly before. Jamar, Jamar Chase opting, opting in. in saying I'm go. not opting Woo! out. One in three so far on first round picks. <laughs> That's but, right. but do you do you believe that, like, are, are you changed at all about your thoughts on how things are going to go over the next week on that front? No, we're going to see more. It sucks. I mean, it's it's the right decision for them if that's what they feel is the right decision, but it, it just sucks 
as far as the fan standpoint of that these guys, if there's games to play, we already know that they won't be playing because, I mean, Micah Parsons is one of the more exciting and more fun players to watch in college football. Rashad Bateman is a very good wide receiver, and it really impacts Minnesota, which is a team I think we were all kind of high on again heading into the season, having a chance to make noise in the West. It's a huge impact on them. And at the same time, though, Jamar Chase is back, so that's good because at least we have one guy. But it's, it's now three projected first-round picks between Bateman, Parsons, and Farley that have opted out. And I do think that we're going to be seeing more in the near future. Yeah, I, I feel like the walls are closing in on me a little bit here. Like, you got Micah Parsons, Bateman opting out. You got uh, UConn canceling its season. Uh you know, all together. I think the season was kind of canceled on UConn for the it's most been part. No. For the last decade, there. <laughs> you got you got Dan Feeney, who's a freshman at Indiana, oh whose mom God. posted about basically him being perfectly healthy, and then it looks like he may have like heart conditions moving forward for this. You know, Colorado State has had sort of this um, conflicted reporting about whether or not they're handling the uh, epidemic, the pandemic appropriately the COVID stuff appropriately um i woke up this morning and scout said mommy do you remember when you told daddy you don't want to be married to him anymore and that was you know that was hard to hear (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like week six it's like it's like month six of quarantining the simmons household and now the the, and now mom's getting really bad at whisper fighting and See, so, I mean, based on the stories we hear about Scout, <laughs> so I think you should re- like change her name to Loki or something. Yeah, <laughs> she's, yeah she does a lot of exposing of the truth. Um, so you're losing but, hope, is what you're yeah. telling us. It's it's just it's like there's just it's all it feels like it's just like sp- spiraling, like it just continues to, and so I'm at the point like I, I'm I'm. I'm, I'm I'm trying to stay optimistic, man. I'm trying to stay optimistic, but there's, man, like, and I and look, I'm I get Micah Parsons opting out, and by the way, like, uh, if you Penn State, like, you get Micah Parsons, who is a maybe a generational talent at linebacker. Maybe you're you're like linebacker you, and this is maybe like the as good a linebacker as you've ever had, and. He, you get one season as a starter out of him. I know. Like, he didn't even start as a freshman. He led him in tackles, but yeah. he didn't even start. He started last year and was one of the best players in college football. He was going to be, I think, a Heisman contender this year. Because I, I think, I bet you James Franklin would have thrown him a couple lobs on the goal line, let him return a kick or two, and, and we're getting none of that. And it's just, it's, uh, like I said, no, you know, hey, do you, Micah, I got no issue with that. I'm just disappointed we don't get to see him. I think the list, like it, the NFL list is about 70 or 80. I think that's what they're projecting it to be. Tomorrow the deadline for the NFL players to opt out. I think it's going to be in the hundreds. I mean, I think we're just at the tip of the iceberg. And I think the names that we recognize, like the names of a Micah Parsons, I think they'll be some of them. But I think there'll be a bunch that we like. Mm-hmm. We won't even know who. They'll just be guys that are opting out. Because, you know, if you're saying, there's going to be a lot of guys who may, may not play this year. And they're like, hey, I don't. It doesn't make any sense for me to put my my life at risk and my health at risk. If I can keep my scholarship and I can come back in a year and it's it's dicey and it looks crazy, like it looks risky, then I'm just gonna take the year off. I think I think the list is gonna be in the hundreds of names of players who opt out. 
So I will say this in terms of this, the football side of this, because I'm trying to, I'm starting to, tr- to try to train myself to, to not make everything COVID related. All right. So I'm just going to go purely football here. All right. Micah Parsons is out. One of the best players in college football, but Penn State of all places, I think, can absorb that loss better than most. They got Jesse Luketa, who's a, a good player that's going to be probably a starter, I would assume. They've got Brandon Smith, who steps in, who's a four or five star, who is a is going to be a starter and a stud. Lance Dixon, a guy that we ranked as a five star, I think is 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 now going to be asked to do more. They got a Curtis Jacobs, a five star coming in as a true freshman this year. Like Penn State's linebacker group is still just stacked. It's just the best player in college football on defense, maybe Micah Parsons, and he's, he's just not mm-hmm. part of it. I feel like the – I like your call, Danny. The, li- the list is going to include some big names. Like if you are a first-round pick, then I understand why you're probably making those kinds of decisions. But I do think that college football is more uh, more built to withstand it such that there could be hundreds of names opting out, but we could still have college football. You know, yeah. it, it might not be uh, the same, you know, caliber or quality and college football fans lose a little bit from it. But these decisions that are being made, I'm not going to stand and say that it's any of them are bad decisions. And I think that there still could be a sport like you're the college football fan who cares about their team if it can be safely done, I think that right now there's still the idea that um, there will be enough players who do want to play for them to be able to go out there and field competition on Saturdays this fall. Yeah, what uh, happens if some of the defensive linemen we draft here today opt out? I've already lost Rashad Bateman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. well, it's true, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll we'll have to. Uh, We'll have to decide how uh, how how those uh, those spots might end up getting replaced. Your, your upperclassmen late in approach. Uh, we fully support Rashad's decision. <laughs> we stand behind him, and uh, you know we are willing to offer him whatever kind of support he needs. He can still use the facilities. the uh, The bag man will still be dropping off uh, the check for uh, for all of his utilities uh, the first of every month. And uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna keep things going and and hope that you know this is uh, this is a good opportunity for him to focus on his NFL career. Uh, all right, y'all y'all want to do the defensive line draft on the other side? Mm-hmm. Sure. All right, let's do it. Coming up on the other side, it's time for DK State CPU for Nelly Tech and Barton A and M to build up them trenches in the defensive line next. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features ensure that you can take on any adventure. What kind of features? Well, how about the available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud? Or the standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together? How about available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone? We're always trying to think about those great spring and summer getaways, but with a car like the Hyundai Santa Fe, anywhere can be your next adventure. 
To learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe, go to HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. So we've got our, uh, we, we've got the handy dock up so that everybody can keep track. We've got, uh, let's see. Same, same draft order. Yeah. Looks like same draft order. So I just get, I, I, I listen, I'm fine with it, but, uh, I'm just getting grandfathered into the number one pick of every draft. We could change that. I mean, Hey, I'm not arguing. I'm just, let's go reverse then. All right. DK State first. Hold on, I didn't. Want, I didn't want that type of pressure on me right there. The number one overall pick. I was going to let are, you no. guys take it. Nah, you're the expansion uh, franchise. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You yeah, actually do get. True. So we'll go DK. Right, we've we've switched it up. It'll be DK right. State gets the first pick. CPU for Nelly Tech. Barton A and M. Of course, it is snake draft. So if you were on the end, you get the corner turn. And uh, DK State, all the defensive linemen in college defensive football. Defensive line. Correct. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But you better make it. You better make it a functional group. You, you don't have to, but if you're getting a bunch <laughs> of edge right. rushers, right? I'm, I'm running run right at over. you. I'm running right at you with my three tight end sets. Yep. Drafted six it. defensive tackles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. So I'm on the board. You're on the board. Yep. On the on All the right. clock. All right, I am on the clock with the number one uh, selection here, defensive line. I'm going to take Gregory Russo out of <laughs> University of Miami. All right. Uh, phenomenal uh, year that he had last year. Got to have somebody who can affect the quarterback. I think he'll uh, be the perfect guy to come off the edge and uh, impact these quarterbacks. All you guys got, they're going to be throwing all over the yard. He's going to be uh, wreaking havoc across the field. There are Seminoles that are heartbroken right now out there <laughs> yeah. in college football. I'm cutthroat, man. I don't care. I, I need to win. I need to win this. Thing. I got a lot of catching up to do as the expansion franchise. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to keep it in the ACC with the best interior defensive lineman that Pittsburgh has had since Aaron Donald. He's an absolute beast. We are thrilled to welcome Jalen Twyman to uh, CPU. God, you yeah. love Pitt. Yeah, yeah, you've been really on these pit pit guys, haven't yeah, you? Absolutely. Twyman's nasty. I support it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I no, he always support it. He's high on my board, but I cannot believe I'm about to get who I'm about to get at number three in this draft. Because I'm getting the best defensive lineman in the country with the third pick. I'm taking Kayvon Thibodeau. No! <laughs> Dang. <laughs> All right. Thanks, fellas. Thank you very much. I will take Kayvon and destroy your quarterbacks for the next, you know, couple years or one more year, maybe. All right. Kayvon off the board. Barton A&M for two picks. Okay. Um, let me take Kayvon off my list here. I'm going to go with I, – I, I, you guys probably weren't going to draft him, 
but this is my team. This is my boy. This guy, it was productive last year. He was one of the best defenders in the Big Ten, and he is, as a motor done quit, George Karloftis. No! No! <laughs> no, I wanted him to fall back to me. No, you're not. Lo- I'm, not I'm not losing my guy, Karloftis. Oh. Uh, so I'm taking Karloftis at the edge, and then here's the other guy that I'm going to add to this list here. I'm going true freshman for the Florida Gators – Jervin Dexter. He's like six foot seven. He's like 300 pounds. He is as freaky as they come. And he's like John Henderson reincarnate. Um, I like him in the middle of my defensive line for the next three years. You are building for the future right there. All right, for Nelly Tech, back to you. I'm devastated about Karloftis being gone. Uh, all right. I'm gonna, stud, I'm gonna, by the way. Oh, he's a. Yes, I, I'm going to address the uh, the middle of my defensive line here. I've already got my edge rusher in Thibodeau, but I think Danny, I think there are a lot of pressures that can get pressure on a quarterback, but it's when the pressure is coming from the middle, from the defensive tackles, that a quarterback really has a difficult time when that pocket starts collapsing. So I'm going to take a guy who can help collapse that pocket from Florida State. I'm taking Marvin Wilson. Son of a. Hopefully he's going to fall to me too. He was not going to. I have last. a feeling you're going to. You might have an issue with him opting out. You might. I think all of these top picks and all of our uh, our our picks here are probably some of them are going to be opting out. We're going to have to be scrambling for our rosters. But damn it, that was a good one. All right, now since this is a uh, a Georgia podcast, I've got to be able to represent for our dog. We're going with Malik Herring from the University of Georgia. Ooh, it's an interesting pick. That's solid. All right. I'm going to go my pick, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with LeBron Ray mm-hmm. out of Alabama. Yeah. Okay. Some okay. Take him off the board. Oh, and then I defense, go back. back right? defense you run over there to hey, Kansas State. Hey. It, I, well, we got six picks, right? We got. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just curious. Like you getting a true, you getting, a, you getting an edge rusher there, and you Brian Ray's a little bit, you know, you get a four three guy and a three four guy. I'm just, you know, I'm just curious. Hey, I, I get, I get athletes and I work with them. You don't even know who my staff is yet. So wait, do you see my staff? Yeah, that's what you do. You work with talent. You work with the talent that you're given. Uh, all right, so I got back to back picks. I need. Um, I need an interior, uh, interior presence. I'm going to go, I can go, I'm going to go with, I'm going to prepare for the future a little bit. Damon Payne, five-star headed to Alabama. Oh, so you're going straight like high school kid. Yeah. Why not? You said I got to build for the future. I'm going to get You're going to be one short of like, a, like a player this fall. But if, hey, what if, if that's, but I'll be locked up for the future. Is, is, this, is this like extending some sort of a contract to the kid as a high schooler? <laughs> uh, all right. So I've got to start addressing it because Jalen Twyman is. He's going to reclass, by the way. We've, we've oh, yeah, okay. okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have that in mind, the Tony Grimes path, uh, when we have to start drafting our back seven. 
All right, so I've got upperclassman Jalen Twyman. I've got upperclassman Malik Herring, both players that had phenomenal 2019 and, and really started to flourish. So now it's time to address the future. I'm not going to go true freshman just yet. Instead, I'm going to go for a player who I think might be the next Chase Young. He plays and has been developed by Larry Johnson, who was scooped up by Fernelli Tech as the defensive line coach. But the work that Larry Johnson did with him already, I think has him primed to be a real superstar. So I'm going to go with Zach Harrison from Ohio State as my, uh, as my third round pick. Yeah, I yeah. like that pick. I wanted, I wanted yeah. him. All right. Well, you know, Danny, you got a good point about Marvin. He might opt out. So I feel like I should have, I should have somebody else in the, in the pipe, just in case we're going to take another defensive tackle here. I'm going to take a youngster, a stud, the five star from Clemson, Brian Brissy. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. I would have liked to add him. Shots fired. Yeah, that's why I, I feel like I had to take him before you cycled back to Barton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. So my turn here. All right. So I'm going to go with another sophomore out of University of Southern California. I'm going Drake Jackson mm. as an edge player. Mm-hmm. Uh, balled out as a freshman. I think he's going to be one of the best players in the country this year as well. Uh, though it's going to be pretty interesting to see what they, what Todd Orlando does with them. Um, and then. Uh, so I'm going to go I, – I need a legit uh, interior defender uh, to go with my true freshman. Uh, I'm going to go with – actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do something different. I'm going to switch course. A lot of youth. I need, I need one senior leader, Levi Onwuzuriki. Washington. Washington. Washington, yep. Uh, I'm going to go there for my, for my interior defender. I did not put him on my draft board because I did not feel confident about the pronunciation. <laughs> I had a couple of those too, Chip. <laughs> figured, figured Barton had me covered on that one, and he'd take him at some point. He is one of the best defensive linemen in the country. I did not feel confident about the pronunciation. Uh, I just Danny see Chip in his draft room, like, oh wait, no, I can't say his name. That's a red flag. I don't know if I can make that guy. <laughs> uh, all right, Danny, LeBron Ray was your second round pick, correct? Yes. And then who's the third round pick? Damon Payne. Damon Payne. That's right. Yeah, he's going to reclass for me. High schooler that he's paying under the table. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, it's going to all be legal anyway. We got a car dealership lined up for him to make some uh, signings. <laughs> all right, for Nelly Tech. All right, I'm taking somebody who I think is a little underappreciated. He's not even the biggest name on his own defensive line as far as the national recognition, but I – I think he's the best player on that defensive line, and I like what he does, and I think he's a fit for us at Fernelli Tech. From Michigan, I'm taking Aiden Hutchinson. Is that because Quiddy Pay often gets uh, tabbed as yeah. like the flashy or the like the star Michigan guy? Yeah, and Pay's Pay's a perfectly good player, but I, I I like what Hutchinson does a little bit more, and I think that with the way my line is pairing up, I think that he's what we need more than Quiddy Pay right now with it that's good i feel like that's a good fit all right so i've got uh zach harrison's a sophomore jalen twyman is my only interior player right now so we're we're gonna try to continue to get some another sophomore instead of a sophomore end we'll try to get a uh, a sophomore 
who is going to be able to give us some support on the inside. 6'5", 310 pounds. Uh, spent a, a redshirt year in 2018 getting ready, but was the freshman all-SEC all pick by the coaches from Philadelphia, PA. Welcome to the squad, Christian Barmore. From yeah, Al- that was, I, I was a little surprised to see LeBron Ray go before Christian Barmore. I like that. That's, that's a good pick, I think. All right, Danny. All right, I got back-to-back picks. I, I need a little more experience, some leadership out there to take these younger guys. Uh, I'm going to go with another. for Damon Payne. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Darius Stills out of West Virginia. Good pick. Good pick. 6'1", 281. Comparisons to another smaller size guy, Aaron Donald. I'm not saying he's going to be Aaron Donald, but I'm going to go with him. Um and then I'm going to go back. Let me make sure he's not selected already right, because I was kind of doing some research on the fly. Uh, no one's taking Carlos Basham, right, from Wake Forest? Nope. All right, I'm going to take him as, the, uh, as a flexible defensive end who can play that uh, five technique or split out a little bit wider. I'm going to take uh, Carlos Basham. Boogie. Picks in fourth and five. Back like on that. track. Yeah. I feel like that was a little more of a respectable round for Danny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Our championships are made, by the way. It's the deeper rounds. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got the two interiors. We've got two edge players. Got some youth. Let's go to uh, let's go to one of the, the I think the the best available former Temple defensive end. Is now shown up at Miami, you know, spent spent more time. <laughs> Manny Diaz snubs Temple, then takes their best players. He will be yep. playing opposite of Gregory Rousseau, uh, Quincy Roche, Roche. Roche. Oh, I said Roche, uh, but I, 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 don't, I guess I don't know for sure. Quincy Roche, sure just- Roche yeah. on Fridays when he's at on date night, but Quincy Roche <laughs> from Miami. Welcome to the squad. All right. Well, I need another young edge rusher defensive end type. And uh, I don't have a Georgia player on my team yet. And, and you know, I got to have at least one. So I'm going to take from Georgia, Nolan Smith. Mm. Good pick. Some upside there to go. Man, I'm looking at my board and I feel like we could do 10 more rounds. We could. Keep going. <laughs> I got some sophomores in high school. I'm checking out. <laughs> <laughs> we can do we can go all day if you want to. <laughs> and he's the and he's the late Kiffin of our schools. He's checking about at twelve. Like, oh, I like this one. That's right, uh, DK State. All right, so Barton A and M's on the clock. So I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with. So this, these are my last two picks, uh, theoretically. Mm-hmm. Unless are we are we going to eight? No, I, th- I think. All right, so, these, so these are my last two picks. Yeah, so I tough gotta, decisions. I fill all my, so I got to fill all my spots. <laughs> I got to fill all my my holes. Okay, so I'm gonna go with a guy I think is going to ha- have a absolute breakout season this year. Uh, he's also a guy that I think I can play at defensive end or slide into the interior. Um, he is DeMarvin Leal from Texas A&M. Uh, 
I think he's going to be he was he was injured preseason last year, so he kind of got a late start. Um, so he didn't break out quite as much as maybe uh, you would expect it. He's a five star guy, but I'm hearing good things about him in College Station. So I'm going to Marvin Leal there. Um, and then for my last pick, so I've got a I've got a nose. I got a couple defensive interiors. I got a swing guy. Uh, I've got two edge. I need another true speed edge rusher. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Jason Owe out of Penn State. He's a redshirt sophomore. He runs a 4'3", 40 at 250 pounds. He is relatively new to football, so I might be able to convince him to stick around for one more year to, to hone his skills for the NFL draft. Uh, but I'm going to take some of that speed on the outside. All right. Okay. How was that? That's another one you just took out right out from under me. Uh, well, my last pick. Okay, well, always off the board. So now I got to reconsider this because I didn't really think Barton was going to take him. All right, you know what? I'm going, I'm may, dipping you back. May tell you, you may tell you who I would have taken if not for him. Yes. I would have taken true freshman Will Anderson at Alabama. Okay. I would have been happier if you took him. Yes. <laughs> Instead, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to the, to the young Clemson well. And for yeah. my final pick, I'm going to take Miles Murphy. Mm. So you got you got you doubling up on Clemson guys here, Clemson yeah. Frost. You know that one guy yelled at us on Twitter in the last draft for not drafting enough Clemson coaches, and yeah, I don't all, want we him only drafted like us again. We only drafted like three, and mentioned yeah. like the other seven, <laughs> but we didn't we didn't draft enough. I just I don't want to be scolded again, so I'm going to draft all the Clemson players. Oh, you don't want to get scolded, huh? <laughs> Come on over to my world there, Tom. <laughs> All right. He was a uh, he was a true freshman, immediate impact player in 2019 with 51 tackles, nine for a loss, second team, all ACC. Now, everybody was trying to figure out who is going to be the, the superstar along that line. We've seen so many names mentioned here today. I feel like I'm getting some real value here in the sixth round, taking defensive tackle Tyler Davis out of Clemson. Yeah, that, that was one. Uh, that's where I thought uh, Tom was actually going. Uh, if, for, for like just true big-bodied nose, yeah. like there, there's, there's not many better options than that. All right, DK State. All right, pressure's on for my last pick. I'm sure I'll hear about it on Twitter either way. It's a great pick or a bad pick. Let's hey, see. Damon Payne is going to become your biggest fan, so don't worry about it. I think so, too. I mean, clearly. I was trying to win over some Alabama fans, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I know Oklahoma doesn't play, uh, is not known for their defense, but I'm going to go with uh, sophomore Jalen Redmond. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great player. I'm, I'm their team in sacks and tackles for loss. I need, I need to even out my, get my years all lined up so I'm not, out of uh, players in a couple years. Yeah, I've been bullish on Jalen Redman here for. I'm, I just keep on like waiting for his breakout. I still think it's coming. Yeah. Not not that he hadn't like been good, but I I think there's a lot a lot of meat on the bone there. I mean, two more rounds. I, I I'm I'm good. I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. All right. That would mean I have to turn around and go again here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll go 
think it's my let's see here. Xavier Thomas, he off the board? No. Uh, nope. Just all the nope. Clemson guys. Yes, I like I'll this. take I but I that's my first. I right. that's my first one. Oh, so I know. Take, I, uh, yeah. I'm gonna take Xavier Thomas. He might so be everybody the best wants ball. a piece. Is that, <laughs> is that one so we have four Clemson guys off the board? Is that total? Yeah. 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 All right. I feel like that defense is probably decent. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Let's take this to Thomas off the board. Chris Rumpf out of Duke. Chris Rumpf the second. I wonder if someone's going to take him. If we're going to be, if we're going to be proper about this. That's a very, that's a very on brand CPU guy. Yeah. Yeah. Just a upstanding Duke man heading, heading over to CPU. Cause it's not a four year decision. It's a 40-year decision. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, shoot. I'm going to – do I want to go another edge or I want to get a little more depth in my middle here? I'm going to go one of each. I just don't know what I want to do first. Let's look with Barton's good. Okay. Uh, Barton's pretty balanced, so hard to say. I'm going to take – give me Chris Bogle from Florida. Oh. Who? A little, up, a little upside play? Chris Bogle, yeah. All right. So I am of the opinion that the 2020 recruiting class was stacked with really good defensive line talent. I got one of them in Jervin Dexter. I'm going to get a couple more. I just said my my runner-up to my, my number six pick was Will Anderson, edge rusher from Alabama. At Alabama, I'm gonna go ahead and pull the trigger on him. Uh, he was a absolute monster in the All American Bowl last fall, last uh, winter, and I think he's gonna be an absolute stud. And then the other guy I'm gonna take is from my Georgia Bulldogs, true freshman Jalen Carter, who is a uh, interior guy, very athletic, powerful. Um, uh, he's a Another five stars. So I got three freshman five stars coming on board in Barnano. All right. <laughs> I was I was worried when you were going back to the 2020 class five stars that you were going to take this guy, but I feel like I'm wearing a South Carolina shirt right now, so I have to take defensive tackle, the young stud, Jordan, Jordan Birch. Birch. Mm. Yep. Letting him letting him slip away. That was my mistake. All right. Great pick. We've got Chris Rump. I feel like we've got enough young players that I can just sort of uh, tackle a uh, a best available play right here. Mm-hmm. Big, big fan. think he could be one of the best uh, defensive linemen in the country. Certainly one of the best defensive linemen in the Pac-12. We're going to go interior again from USC, playing alongside Drake Jackson, Jay Tufele. Yep. I like that. Top experience DT left on my board. All right. All right. I'm going to go with a, uh, since Barton's raving about the 2020 class, I need a little more beef in the inside. No one's taking Jordan Burtz, right? No, uh, no I just Tom took just took him. Oh, I'm sitting research. grinding over here. <laughs> grinding <laughs> over here. All right, damn it. There's Now there's a big drop off in the talent that you're talking about here, uh, uh, Barton. All right. I'm going to go. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm totally... On the fly, I'm going Big Cat Bryant. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. Yeah. It's a hell of a I last had him pick. Down, but then I was trying to space out my classes. Damn it. 
Barton, who just walked behind you with a sleeveless T-shirt on? Is today yard oh, those, day? Those, those are some some guys doing some landscaping. Uh, yeah, that's part of the yeah. staff. That's part of the staff from the Barton. The ground crew. In the eye. I mean, if I needed to warn you okay. of anything, I just wanted to say, make sure that this was somebody no. whose presence you were aware no, of. The, no, the coach's office looks out over to my my beautiful practice field. And <laughs> that's the ground. That's the grounds crew. It's going to be like the Today Show out there. Eventually, people holding up signs while Barton's recording the show. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go to the plaza. <laughs> and happy 16th birthday, Michelle. <laughs> uh, all right. Here, eight rounds. You thought it couldn't be done, but we did it here at the Cover 3 Conference. Here we go. Uh, DK State's defensive line, too deep. Goes Gregory Rousseau from Miami, LeBron Ray from Alabama, Damon Payne reclassified from Alabama. <laughs> Darius Stills from West Virginia, Boogie Basham from Wake Forest, Jalen Redmond from Oklahoma, Xavier Thomas from Clemson, and Big Cat Bryant from Auburn. CPU, starting with Jalen Twyman from Pitt, Malik Herring from Georgia, Zach Harrison from Ohio State, Christian Barmore from Alabama, Quincy Roche from Miami, Tyler Davis from Clemson, Chris Rumpf II from Duke, and J2 Fele from USC. For Nelly Tech, Got things rolling with Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. Marvin Wilson on the inside from Florida State. Brian Brissee, Aiden from Clemson. Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. Nolan Smith from Georgia. Miles Murphy from Clemson. Chris Bogle from Florida. And Jordan Birch from South Carolina. And Barton A&M. George Karloftis from Purdue. Javon Dexter from Florida. Drake Jackson from USC. Levi Awuzurike. Awuzurike yep, so. from Washington, DeMarvin Leal from Texas A&M, Jason Owa from Penn State, Will Anderson from Alabama, and Jalen Carter from Georgia. Gentlemen, thoughts? How is Fernelli Tech ever going to lose a game? <laughs> Between my coaches and my roster, it's just... Oh, I'm making a, I'm making a, I'm making a mockery of this conference. We'll let the I'm people curi- decide. I'm curious, though. I'm curious for the for the players we selected. Who do you think is the best player of all of them? Kayvon I have first pick. Would you like is Gregory Rousseau in the conversation? I think he is. Yes, but I think Thibodeau is the best defensive player, defensive lineman in the country. So the fact I was able to get him at three made me very happy. Uh, best player of all of them. Right Besides now, say right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd say it's probably. I mean, I'd say Rousseau. Like, if these guys were all just going to be drafted tomorrow, Rousseau gets picked uh, first. Rousseau probably is picked first, but like Kevin Thibodeau, maybe. Um, I'm just looking. I would say it's one, probably one of those two. But like, I mean, Brian Brzee. Like, I think there's several candidates to become the best player on this list. Brian Brzee, I think Karloftis, I think Jervin Dexter, I think everyone I picked. Um, so, yeah, is probably probably the number one pick right now. If in the way that edge rushers are prioritized, then Russo or Thibodeau probably as – uh, dominant edge and game-changing edge rushers probably end up getting nod right there. All right, who else left on the board? 
Yeah, but think of how good they're going to be after they are developed by my coaching staff, though. <laughs> Larry Johnson. <laughs> Larry uh, Johnson is dealing with these guys, folks. So uh, I'm sorry to Tyler Shelvin. I circled your name several times from LSU. Never ended up pulling the trigger. Wyatt Hubert from Kansas State. There's another one that I thought was an interesting pick. So, uh, Go Knowles, Corey Durden, also on the board. No pick. Tyreek Smith. Uh, who else was uh, just ended up missing the cut, potentially on the uh, on on the watch list when your players start opting out? From Barton's beloved Beavers, we've got Hamilcar Rashad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of the sack leaders in the country last year. Did mm-hmm. not get picked. I had Quiddy Pay on my my senior watch list. I had Aleem McNeil from NC State on my interior guys for uh, for my my junior list. Joseph Asai from Texas Edge for my junior list, sophomore list. Uh, DJ Dale from Alabama. Muhammad Diabate out of Florida were a couple guys I eyed, and then my freshman list. I had uh, Timothy Smith for Alabama and BJ. Ojolari, who went to LSU as guys I was kind of would have taken. So Alabama, Clemson, uh, Georgia, all seem to be in pretty good shape on the defensive line. Danny, anybody? anybody? I, ha- I, was, I was trying to look up the 2022 class. <laughs> oh, it just missed the cut. Um, <laughs> Jeremiah Moon, I had him from Florida as a possible edge rusher. Um, I, I, I t- you know, it was funny because I was looking at, I mean, it's going to be the usual suspects. So you can almost pluck, pluck from the classes that have the perennial top five recruiting classes. I mean, they are most likely going to be pl- uh, some of the best players in the country. So that's where I, I was pulling a lot of my guys from. Yeah. Right. Uh, there's not many like there, I, I couldn't think of any uh, group of five guys that really tempted me. Um, like there's the. There's the, I mean, Quincy Rose is probably the best group of five guy, and he's transferred to Miami. Yeah. Uh, there's the kid at Western Kentucky that's pretty good. Um, but D line, you're gonna get most of those dudes in the <clears throat> in the in it's the big, weird. big boy conferences. The guys that are six five, three hundred and thirty pounds, just end up at the schools that happen to be the biggest and best programs in college football. Strange there's how so that many, happens. Only so many of those guys walking around. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Danny, we do these uh, when we when we when we uh, draft these. We let the people vote on who yeah. the winner is. How do you think uh-huh. you're going to do on that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll I'll make sure my mom is voting. So I might get one. <laughs> Just leave the comment section open though, because those are fun. <laughs> oh man, we haven't gotten this many one star reviews since we started doing the instant reaction in season pods, and my body clock hadn't caught up to it yet. And all my stuttering and 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 him and Holland was like really pissing people off, but they but 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 they got over it. They'll get over this too. Yeah, yeah. I, we haven't seen this many one star reviews since Barton gets a hold of any player that commits to your favorite school, right. <laughs> and then they become a one star. This the uh, all, all the anger for the players that drop in uh, in the twenty four seven sports rankings that just comes right at Barton that he is the mm-hmm. one that is blamed. It's like what what happened, Barton? Why did you drop him? The funny thing is, there's a, I feel like there is a uh, the 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 cover three listenership and the angry message board people somehow haven't really like 
like bled into each other. It's almost like they're two different groups. All the people that hate me just stay on the message boards, and all the people that like Cover Three are uh, they. I guess I don't know. Sometimes they'll come to my defense on the message board once or twice, but nice. generally speaking, there they, are no they hang in there. groups for me. There's not. There's just one big one. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was a DK fan club. <laughs> I still haven't seen that one formed yet. <laughs> it's we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're, we're, we're gonna win them over with you, Danny. We're gonna get everybody right. on the Danny on the Danny squad for that. We're all done with you. It it's, right. it starts with the defensive team. line draft. This is, exactly. this is this is it, baby. This is mm-hmm. this is where it all starts from. Uh, we will be sharing the results of the defensive line draft on Twitter. So do go and vote at Cover Three Podcast. You can follow. All these fine gentlemen on Twitter, at Danny Cannell, at Tom Fernelli, at Barton Simmons. You can follow me, at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.